Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello and welcome to Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. And today and we, we have... Are coming... Oh, you're going to talk, huh? Oh, I'm going to... Well, I don't know. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, and we're coming to you from our two very different homes. That's true. Um, this is the second time that we've recorded in quarantine. Um, and thanks to the wonders of technology, we are able to see one another and also do this recording fairly seamlessly that's right that's right it's like it's kind of working out in a strange way in a very strange way um, (laughs) i think technically speaking we've been we've been isolated for long enough that we probably could be in the same room together but at this moment in time i don't i don't think i think following the rules is the best plan right unlike some states that we know (laughs) <laughs> Unlike some states that we know. Right. Oh my God, that meme that you sent me yeah. earlier today of like, if you could end COVID-19 by getting rid of one state, which one would you choose and why Florida? <laughs> I know. I died over that. I know. So I don't personally feel that way about Florida right. um, because I know a lot of wonderful people who live in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, and are um, from the great sunshine state. They are. And, um, you know, but the internet's dragging of Florida, I find to be hilarious. Mm -hmm. So in the interest of taking a good joke. The Florida man, like, basically started that and it skyrocketed from there. Right. Right. That was, that was, yeah. Florida man, Florida woman. Yeah. Both of those Mm -hmm. things. So. (sighs) Anyway, we are coming to you with a very special Trail Mix episode this week. That's right. Typically, we would have a long format episode about one of the parks that we were in, and currently we are in Channel Islands. However, the reason that this episode is very special is why, Dusty? That is because um, starting, you know, two days ago, when you're hearing this, um, so two days ago, April 18th, which was Saturday, was the beginning of National Park Week. That's right. And we're actually a part of a larger group of people celebrating National Park Week. Um, 
in a big, beautiful, virtual way. That's true. And so we were like, you know what? Let's let's do um, a trail mix all about National Park Week to add to the celebration. Yeah. So we are part of the National Parks Creative Exchange, and that includes a bunch of different people, different podcasters, bloggers, vloggers, national parks enthusiasts um, of all walks of life. Um, so this is something that we've been kind of percolating on for a little while. And we really actually pulled it together very quickly this year, which is awesome. And it's amazing because it highlights so many of the interests of the various people that are working in this creative exchange. Literally, I think it was last weekend, we all jumped on a Zoom call in a matter of hours. And then by the end of the Zoom call, which we did a, a, a really tight one hour Zoom call, mm-hmm. And by the end of it, we had like a really solid plan. Yeah. And so um, we're going to tell you a little bit about that plan today. Yep. Let's talk about what is National Park Week. National Park Week was established in 1991. It is presidentially proclaimed by the federal government as a week that we celebrate and focus on the national parks that are preserved by our public lands. Uh, The very first one took place in 1991 as part of what was the National Park Service's 75th anniversary. National Park Week is brought to us by a collaboration between the National Parks Foundation and the National Park Service. So every April during National Park Week, the National Park Service and the National Park Foundation, which is the official charity of America's national parks, work to celebrate America's national treasures. It's a time to explore amazing places within our country, discover the stories and the history of culture, and help to find your park. This year, because of obviously everything that is going on, most national park sites are closed, or at the very least, there are no services that are running at those parks. So that means no ranger programs, no visitor centers, no open bathrooms. So what the National Park Service is, uh, you know, encouraging this year is to figure out how we can explore and celebrate those parks digitally this year in 2020. There are several different theme days throughout the week that highlight the different ways that everyone can enjoy the national parks. So this year, Saturday, April 18th, is Junior Ranger Day. We are celebrating Junior Ranger Day with the podcast Everybody's National Parks. If you have not listened to this podcast, then are you truly living? Because (laughs) this is such a tremendously comprehensive podcast that is so well researched. Mm -hmm. It is a self-proclaimed audio guide to the national parks. It is produced by our dear colleague, Danielle. It is so well done. Yes. We go to that podcast all the time before we head to a park to hear, um, Danielle's deep dive into a park and it is such a resource. So first and foremost, we encourage you to listen to those episodes. As part of Junior Ranger Day, Everybody's National Parks produced an episode all about Junior Rangers. Danielle has two children. They are both Junior Rangers. On the episode, they both tell you a ton of things that you can do as a Junior Ranger. And I straight up, I learned so much about the Junior Ranger program from that episode. And I did not realize how much one can participate in it so fully, even if you don't live near a national 
Mm -hmm. It's so easy to just get involved. Right. One of the things that I learned was that a palm tree is not even really a tree. It's a member of the grass family. Oh. And her youngest junior ranger taught me that. Well, there you go. So also everybody's national parks on their Instagram, which is also an incredibly beautiful and informative feed that you should definitely follow. They have created Junior Ranger Day Bingo and National Park Would You Rather, also a backyard scavenger hunt and an animal obstacle course. All of that can be found on their story. So definitely go check that out. Yeah, I believe that Danielle said she was going to, I'm pretty sure, make it a highlight too, because after Saturday, it will have gone away. Um, but it is also posted, most of those things are posted in her feed as well. Um, so make sure to take a look there. Um, she spent a lot of time putting this together. Um, the animal obstacle course that she has her kids do is like the most like heartwarming thing <laughs> ever. The bingo and the this or that are also really great activities um, to do and share with your own junior rangers that you might have living with you or as an adult ranger. There's nothing that's saying that you can't be, you know, a ranger in your own right, even if you're older than a junior ranger. As a workout today, I fully intend after we're done on the microphones here to go outside and do that animal obstacle course <laughs> as a workout. Right. Tell us, Mike, about what is happening on Sunday. On Sunday, April 19th, we celebrated Volunteers in the Parks Day with Moon Travel Guide author Becky Lomax. Um, have you ever worked as a volunteer in the national parks? Or do you have a park volunteer that you would like to thank? Now is the time to do it. You can still do this. This is a contest that Becky is running. If you share about volunteers in the national parks, whether it's you being the volunteer or it's someone that you know with Becky, you will be entered into a drawing to win a copy of her book, Moon USA National Parks. In order to enter that, you are going to go to at Becky J. Lomax, which is her handle on Instagram and Twitter, and you're going to follow her. If you go to her post for Sunday, April the 19th on Volunteers in the Parks and leave a comment about a volunteer or volunteering yourself. You can thank a park volunteer who helped you or applaud what you are seeing them doing. Or if you are a park volunteer, you can share where you volunteer and what you do. And if you tag one other person in your comment, you'll be entered into a giveaway. And that um, contest runs through April 24th, 2020 at 11.59. This is definitely something you should check out. So what's going on on Monday, Dusty? Monday, April 20th of National Parks Week is Military Monday, and that is the day where we celebrate our service members. And we are doing that with Parklandia podcast. If you listen to our podcast, it is uh, probably a safe bet that you listen to Parklandia too. They are two guys, Matt and Brad. They, unlike the two of us, they are married. They sold their loft in Chicago, and then they got into an RV, and they travel all around the country. They do their work remotely, but they stay in national parks as they travel around. And so... They sort of like live a life that is connected to the national parks in that way. And Brad is actually a former service member. He's a former Marine. That is one reason that this day really spoke to them. On this day, as from the NPS, we, quote, salute the military veterans and their families, discover our military history from battles and wars to past use of military parks. Things to think about on this day as we celebrate and remember those who have given their lives to the service of our country. 
how you can participate and get involved with Parklandia and Military Monday on this day. There is a video on their Instagram TV section of their Instagram, if you go there and click on it. And it's all about the access pass for military members with a service-connected disability, because some have visible wounds and others do not. Now, on Monday... Uh, you can follow along on their posts where they talk about different military parks within the national parks. And you can also follow along in their stories as they highlight how the national parks provide access and brotherhood and sisterhood inside of all the units. The way they would like for you to let them know that you're following is tag them in a post about a veteran visiting a national park to be featured on their Instagram feed. Always make sure to tag them at Parklandia Pod. What about Tuesday, Mike? So Tuesday is Transportation Tuesday. And for Transportation Tuesday, we are celebrating with Grant and Bonnie Sinclair of the blog, Our Wonderfilled Life. Grant and Bonnie are both teachers who are on a quest to explore our country through the national parks and to share their experiences at ourwonderfilledlife.com. Teachers who explore the country, exploring national parks, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It does. When we were on the call with them the other day, they were like, yeah, we just are going back to school. And um, because we were, you know, a lot of us were on spring break, there were just like the overwhelming feelings of going back to school. And I was like, oh, I get it. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. They travel the country with their truck and camper every break, and they will visit their 50th state this summer. Their plan is to head to Hawaii. And we are all very hopeful mm. that that, you know, with everything with traveling right now, we're all hopeful that that happens for them. Just like we are hopeful that we, you know, get to do the trips we have planned. But right now we are just kind of at the whim of whatever happens. I think it's safe to say that we are team members when it comes to following the rules of what to do. Yeah. Because as the world starts to reopen, it's not going to be like, oh, suddenly everything's back exactly as it was. It's going to come, you know, in waves of things. And that is going to affect how we can gather in public spaces, including our public lands. Yeah. So we're going to be following all those rules. Yep. So on Transportation Tuesday, Grant and Bonnie are going to share a new article. Um, So definitely check out their website there. It's a great resource on how the National Park Service has turned transportation into an art form. And I have not seen this article yet, but I'm going to gather that there is going to be some information on tram systems, um, especially in the parks where trams are prevalent. That is something that I would hazard to guess is a part of our talk on Transportation Tuesday. What's going on on Wednesday, Sir Dustin? Wednesday, April the 22nd, is Earth Day. I think that it is really important that Earth Day is a part of National Park Week because Earth Day and National Park Week started... Uh, as separate things, right? So National Park Week started in 1991, but Earth Day actually started in 1970. Right, it's the 50th anniversary this year. It is the 50th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And so on earthday.org, this is what they say about the origins of Earth Day. Earth Day 1970 gave a voice to an emerging public consciousness about the state of our planet. In the decades leading up to the first Earth Day, Americans were consuming vast amounts of leaded gas through massive and inefficient automobiles, 
industry belched out smoke and sludge with little fear of the consequences from either the law or bad press. Air pollution was commonly accepted as the smell of prosperity. Until this point, mainstream America remained largely oblivious to environmental concerns and how a polluted environment threatens human health. However, the stage was set for change with the publication of Rachel Carson's New York Times bestseller, Silent Spring, in 1962. The book represented a watershed moment, selling more than half a million copies in 24 countries as it raised public awareness and concern for living organisms. The environment and the inextricable links between pollution and public health. Earth Day 1970 would come to provide a voice to this emerging environmental consciousness and putting environmental concerns on the front page. And all I have to say is that public health is directly connected to the environment. And so I feel like more so than ever at this time, Earth Day is something to celebrate and not just something to passively acknowledge, but actually sort of take a moment to consider who am I What do I do in this world that I exist in? What are the behavior patterns that I have normalized for myself? How does that affect my planet? On this day, all of us will be part of the National Parks Creative Exchange will be perhaps mentioning what are the personal ways that we can better our planet. And so look for... um Look for everybody in that creative exchange to um, also acknowledge that through cross-platform posting and things like that. You'll see a bunch of things flying around on Earth Day from all of us um, in one way or another. So tell us what's happening on Thursday. So on Thursday, on Throwback Thursday, um, we are celebrating that with America's National Parks, the podcast, which is another great podcast, which if you haven't listened to, you need to dig in. Um, There is a lot to digest there, and it's all great content. America's National Parks podcast is actually putting together an episode that is going to be live on Thursday and available through their podcast that includes different clips from all of us that are podcasters through the National Parks Creative Exchange. So you'll hear from Dusty and myself, you'll hear from Brad and Matt, you'll hear from Danielle, um, you'll hear from Jason and his wife, Abby, who are uh, America's National Parks the podcast. It's a day where we're kind of throwing back to the past and looking back at some of our favorite moments from our past travels. So you'll be hearing things from episodes from the past from each of us that were memorable in some way, shape or form to us and to our visits to the national parks. What's going on on Friday, Dusty? Well, Friday is Friendship Friday, and that's actually the day that we are responsible for over at Gaze at the National Parks. As you know, Mike and I have been friends for, we're going on 3,000 years at this point. Mm -hmm. We are as old as witches. (laughs) We are as old as witches. Friendship Friday is... um, you know, I really love that this day exists in the um, in National Park Week because our public lands bring people together. Our public lands are for everyone. They are inclusive of everyone, and they tell the stories of all of us. 
And I feel that friendships are born and bred in our national parks. Like, for example, all of the friends that we have been making through this um, this whole entire week, new people that we're meeting, all of the people that we're collaborating with, some who we knew before, and some we're just getting to know this week. Right. And I'm very, very excited to uh, have this kinship with them and with everybody that is virtually celebrating National Park Week. This is how we're celebrating Friendship Friday. If you haven't tuned in to our Instagram, typically around 8.15 in the evenings, Eastern Standard Time, we do, just like we end every episode of our podcast with a game of Jeopardy-style trivia, we've been doing this live during quarantine nights, Monday through Friday. We're going to be doing this every day of National Park Week, and each night we'll have something connected to the theme of that day. So, um, definitely tune in. But this is going to be a very, very special special episode of Instagram Live. And here's why. So usually our Instagram Lives go around like 20 or so minutes. And Mike writes a category and I write a category and people in the comments play along. And sometimes we'll bring on guests to like also play a category. Now, next Friday, the way it's going to work is everybody that you have been following this week in National Park Week we're going to bring them on one at a time to do a Jeopardy category. Or maybe they have written a Jeopardy category for us to do. So that will be a way to see all of them and and get to know, uh, you know, all of those people who've been making things and celebrating with us all week. Definitely tune in then. Tell us a little bit about what's happening on Saturday, Mike. So on Saturday, April 25th, we are celebrating Parks RX Day with... Um, Michelle Burks, who is from Head Along with Heart, which is a travel and lifestyle um, blog, and also Riley from Riley Roves. Um, Parks RX Day um, is a way to give yourself good health by finding wellness and nature on a National Park Prescription Day. Um, so this day is, is special um, because it's celebrated across the U.S. to promote the growing movement of prescribing parks and nature to patients to improve human health. As Dusty said, before when we talked about Earth Day, clearly public health is tied to the environment and to the Earth. It's always tied, and it's always been tied. Obviously, the outdoors has a healing power. This year, we can't necessarily get out there in the world as much as we would like to. Some of us are very confined. Some of us can maybe go on some neighborhood walks if it's safe. But what MPS is doing and what also the National Parks Creative Exchange is doing is encouraging you to enjoy your homes, your backyards, and small you know, outdoor spaces that are near you. Michelle has actually been running a stair challenge that encourages you to try to get the same number of stairs or steps in depending on a specific hike in a national park. I really want to do this and I haven't decided which um, which hike I'm going to choose to do this. I live near Rutgers University and so there are like lots of beautiful stairs, outdoor stairs that I could do this on. And so I am planning on doing this. And I'm like, I'm curious about 
doing Yosemite Falls. Oh, you heard me. I said it. That horrible <laughs> hike. I never wanted to do again. But I am curious about it. I'm like, well, maybe I could. Maybe I could. Maybe I could. Maybe I could. I'm probably going to be out there for a long time. Yeah. Going to be out there for a long time. And downhill aren't included. Oh. You got to just go back down and then go back up. You're going to be out there for a long time. <laughs> I'm going to be out there for a long time. But you know what? It's a good challenge. It is a good it's challenge. A good challenge. It's cool. I was like, that was like really well developed. Yeah. I was like, I would do that. I also have a part like stairs in my building. And so like I could technically do them, you know, in my building if I wanted to. Yeah. Or I might include downhill stairs just because of time <laughs> and life, you know? Right. Depends. And bathroom usage. <laughs> And bathroom usage. Right. right. So um, whatever way you can, get out there and enjoy the outdoors on that Saturday. But also follow along and see what Riley Roves and Head Along With Heart is up to. And Dusty, finally, what's happening on April the 26th? Sunday, April the 26th is Bark Ranger Day. And Bark Ranger Day puts a focus on animals in the national parks. Specifically, there are... There are specific dogs that do live in national parks that are there for like a specific reason. Like, you know, some dogs are herding sheep dogs and help to herd certain animals that, you know, live inside the parks. But they are there as like a, as a way to service that park area directly. But pets in national parks, there's a lot of various different rules when it comes to pets and your national parks. Um and uh, we are going to find out all about what those are from our friends over at Park Chasers. So parkchasers.com was developed by Amy and Greg Seipel. And um, I have to say, they really are the reason that all of us have been brought together. Because they have this absolutely beautiful website. We've talked about them a number of times. But parkchasers.com is also one of the first places we go to when it comes to visiting new places. We're like, what did Amy and Greg do? What was their experience? And um, they have written so many articles that are just like so well-researched and exciting. They are going to, on their website, parkchasers.com, publishing articles all about how we celebrate our furry friends and the National Park Service Bark Ranger Program. So you can find out that on their website, parkchasers.com. They are, Amy and Greg are two people who are on their journey to visit all 421 national park sites and they have quite a few under their belt yeah and mike tell us how we are concluding national park week i think one thing that we would be remiss um if we didn't say during national park week and if we didn't say every time that we're in a national park or every day that national parks are open and available and even when they're not open and available um we need to thank a ranger without our park rangers we wouldn't have the parks in the way that they are we wouldn't be able to enjoy them the way that we do they're the ones that help to keep the parks open help to um, maintain and build in the parks um where you know structures need to be either repaired or necessarily um 
completely constructed. They are, you know, they're there as our resource. They are a living resource guide when we are in the parks um, to be able to explain the best courses of action and safety and, and how to go about doing things in the parks. You know, we talk a lot and we have been talking a lot about what it means to be a steward for the public lands. Park rangers are the living, breathing example of how to do that through the work that they do in conservation, preservation, education across the board in the parks. But I think also just the model stewards of how we can protect and interact with our lands. And that, everyone, is how we and so many other people are celebrating National Park Week. Now, I think it's time to end this trail mix with a game. Okay, we're going to play a game of favorites. We're going to go back and forth about various favorite things that are in national parks, and we're each going to answer. So I'm going to start us off, Mike. Park with your favorite signage. Oh, well, definitely nothing in Colorado. (laughs) No, no. Park with my favorite signage. Ooh, that is a good question. Where? Oh, I'm going to say Acadia. I feel like Acadia had like very clear signage all the time. And like you would get to like a point and there would be like a marker, especially when we did those uh, that um, day when we did Three Peaks, Two Mountains, I believe was the name of our episode. There was like clear signage at the top of each of those peaks and mountains that was like, you're going this way if you're going on this trail or you're going that way if you're going on that trail. So I think it would be... Acadia for me. What about you? I am going to say Sequoia for basically the same reason of Acadia because of all those interconnected trails, but like you always knew which direction to go next. Favorite experience with an animal in a national park? Obviously, we weren't getting near animals, but where we've seen an animal that like really kind of blew your mind. This is hard. I think whichever one I say, you'll probably say the other one that I'm thinking of. Okay. I'm going to say my favorite my favorite experience with an animal in a national park was in Rocky Mountain National Park when we saw that moose. There was oh, a moose, moose. I had two other ones, actually. moose in the pond. Yeah. And he was just, like, drinking water and being a moose. And, like, I've never been that close to a moose. Yeah, no, neither and have I. And we stayed on the trail and, like... The moose was plenty far away. And there were a ton of elk out that day, too. There were also elk that out that day. But yes, that was one of my favorites. What were you thinking? So I had two when you were like, oh, you're going to pick the other one, I think. One is the baby deer. The baby deer. The baby deer was one because that was In just Cuyahoga Valley. magical and honestly, like the most unexpected thing. And the other unexpected one that I was going to say was when we were in Arches on the Devil's garden trail and those mule deer appeared out of nowhere like literally feet from us um so that that i would say is my favorite animal experience within a park what about your favorite scenic view Ooh, this is hard because there are so many beautiful scenic views and also scenic views change depending on time of day lighting season right i'm gonna have to say probably Haleakala, like walking down on the sliding sands trail and just the the day just shifted like 30 times when we were there and then we walked through that cloud then we were on top of the mountain and the clouds parted like I mean that was a whole scenic experience so I, I have to say Haleakala probably t- takes the cake there 
that is could be my favorite hike in the world at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend it. My favorite scenic view, the one that came to mind first for me was um, the view of the Smoky Mountains from on top of Mount Camerer. Oh, yeah. When it was early fall and, well, no, it was like Mid-fall. right in the heart yeah. of fall and all of the colors and all the like pieces of cloud and smoke just there. And it was a moment where like we got to the top and we turned and we were like, oh. <gasps> And then I was like, I just have to sit here and take this in mm, for a few minutes. Yeah. And it was... The leaves that was were also so beautiful, too. magical. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Well, I could ask you about your favorite hike, but I already know that answer now. So I'm going to ask, what is your favorite experience where we met someone and then, like, were experienced a trail with them? Oh, this has happened quite a few times, yeah. and it's really hard to pick a favorite here. Some ones that come to mind are Casey and Carrie at Haleakala. Some other ones that come to mind are the Hiking Mamas in Arches, and also the friends we made at the top of, uh, in Rocky Mountain, at the top right. of... And then also the people in on Yosemite Falls. Yes, yeah. also the lots people on Yosemite Falls. We've met lots so of many friends. friends. Yeah. So many friends. All of those experiences are really favorite and dear to me. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm a printmaker and I never meet printmakers in the wild, I think it's Casey and Carrie. <laughs> because it was that's just like right. such a cool happenstance experience. Like we were like, to- that's what I love about traveling. It's like when you kind of are in a situation where I don't want to use the word desperate, but like where you're both like trying to meet the same goal and all of a sudden this big magic happens and then it's like, oh, we can do this together. And like, that's what that day was. We played like, we talked a bunch. We played a lot of hiking games. Like we also met that couple that was like on their 50th. No, it wasn't their 50th wedding anniversary. It was like their 30th wedding anniversary. And we talked to them. Like it was just like a magical experience. It was. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things. Yeah. What about favorite night sky? Oh, well, this is tough. For me, um, it's not episodes that have been out yet, but they are forthcoming. Um, as, as terrifying as the end of this hike was, I am going to say Capitol Reef. Um, because um, I totally yeah, agree. Because we saw everything change from dusk to night, like a full trans you know, transformation happening. Um, you know, Black Canyon was awesome because it was so freaking eerie, but I, the, nothing compares to that, like, sunset hike, um, which you'll hear more about soon. You will hear more about it soon because Capitol Reef, who knew? Yeah. Capitol Reef is where it is at. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the people in Capitol Reef aren't appreciating that right now because they want to keep <laughs> Capitol Reef a secret. And we're like, no, Capitol no, Reef should be experienced by everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. And what is the our last favorite of the game, Mike? Um, what is your what is your favorite hike since we, you know, we skirted that issue? Oh, favorite I think we, hike. I mean, I think I know mine for sure. And you know um, Wait, I know yours. Yours yeah. is Devil's Garden. Yeah. In Arches, 125 right? million percent. Mm-hmm. And mine is Haleakala, 125 yeah. million percent, because it's like, 
it's like doing 12 hikes in one. Right. What are some other notables for you, though? Other notables for me, though. Vernal and Nevada Falls Mm -hmm. in Yosemite was so magical. Um, It's tough in parts, but like the view from the top, I felt was just so much more. The payoff was bigger for me than, say, like the payoff at the end of Yosemite Falls. Uh Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to when we can go back to Yosemite and like hike the perimeter up top. Mm -hmm. Like I'm really looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. That is going to be spectacular. We'll have to go when it's warm. Yeah. But um, other notable hikes other than that one that I just loved. um, Old Rag and Shenandoah. Old Rag was great. Is so good. And then... um, Oh, the Channel Islands hike. Mm, yeah. All of the hikes in Channel Islands. Yeah. We're just like, yeah. It's, it's a we'll magical We'll have to go to Oxnard experience. and go to the other islands too. We will. Yeah. We will. And what about you? Um, Angel's Landing is so high for me. Like, there's nothing that compares to that. I mean, there's so much of Zion that was, I mean, Hidden Canyon was incredible too. Yeah, those two are definitely high up there. Sunset Point to Bryce Point and like the Fairyland Loop or right? Is that what it was? Fairyland Loop? It's the Peekaboo Loop. Peekaboo Loop. The Peekaboo and, Loop. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bryce Canyon period. Yeah. It's just like. Uh, <laughs> period. <laughs> period. Period. No, I'm serious though. <laughs> like right. Bryce Canyon is in my top forever and always. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know what other hike I just absolutely <laughs> loved? What? Was, and again, not, we haven't come out with this yet, but that one, that one trail in Capitol Reef. Oh, yeah. That we did with our friends. Susanna. Su- Susanna. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. That trail is amazing. What is the name of that trail? The Frying Pan. The Frying Pan, yes, because yeah. it's like you're in a frying pan. I loved that trail. Yeah. Oh, all of this I know. Is like, and it's now like, we're it's like, like, oh, you know, I'm so very hungry. And look, oh, we're talking about food now. I could eat now. And this is exactly what that is. It's like, I know. Oh, I'm so very hungry for outdoors and trails. And I could I eat know. now. I could eat right now. <laughs> I know. So, I know. And I miss my hiking friends. I, I miss my hiking gun. We can't be together I right know. now. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. But. but we are all coming together in this virtual way right. because that's what we have to do right now. According to what's being said, I mean, it is it is flattening the curve. Right. So that is what matters right, right now. We're looking at you. Florida. We will all be on the trails together again very soon. <laughs> right. And we all look forward to when that happens. And in the meantime, please do take a look at everything that's happening this week for National Park Week um, through the National Parks Creative Exchange. You can take a look at our Instagram. We will be posting daily for things that are happening. Um, You can still check out things that have happened previous. Um, Even if you're listening to this episode months from now, this stuff will still be live for the most part on everyone's Instagram feed. So it is something that you can continue to check out and check back into. Stay safe and stay home as hard as it is. Just, you know, do do your part, basically. Do your part. Stay home. This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to 
hike early and hike often, and that adventure will still be out there after all of this is done. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the National Parks spoken about on this podcast, visit our website, gaze at the National Parks.com. And that's gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music is written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. Stay tuned next week for our final episode on Channel Islands National Park. <clears throat> I'm going to get this. <laughs> And this is the Lord coming back for me for what I just said to you. That's okay. I'm close. I'm just like cackling over here to myself. I did the first one so well. I know. Okay, hold on. It's like smooth as silk. Here we go. Here we go.